Hello, my name is Matro Chambers, and you are listening to the E-Chamber Podcast, where the aim is to encourage, educate, and even entertain. All subjects are on the table, anything from faith, culture, life experience, etc. I hope you enjoy this episode, and don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. You're listening to a E-Chamber podcast on video. I finally made it to video, so YouTube, wherever I'm posting this video, you're watching this, I'm finally doing video. For those who have been listening, who have been faithful, um, whatever small amount that is, either way, I appreciate it. But someone recently challenged me, why don't you try video? And like everyone else, there's such great content out there, some bad content meaning more hateful and evil rather than bad. But anyways, maybe there is bad. But they said, why don't you put some stuff out there? And I felt with everything going on, I felt, no, I'm just going to stick to the podcast because video is a lot different. There's things I can get away with when I'm just watching, um, when I'm just saying things on a podcast versus when I actually have to concentrate on camera, all that stuff, right? And even though I preach uh, and I, it's on camera, it's different doing for YouTube videos and others. But as I said before, it's about progress, not perfection. So here I go. You can give feedback, of course, on the side of what I can do different. Those of you who are great YouTubers or do great videos because presenting on this format is different than the podcast because I could, you know, do it in my pajamas or whatever. But let me just get into things because those who are new to the podcast know that I try to be short unless I have a guest. And another reason why I switched to video is I'm going to have some guests on that are not obviously here. I'm going to get Crystal on. Crystal's my wife. But other guests who are not here don't live close by, so we have to do Zoom calls. So those look better on video. So I'm going to add that. So look out for that. But a continuation of my last podcast where I said in face of everything that's going on, one of the ways um, we see a lot of dialogue happening with race, COVID-19, whatever. We see a lot of dialogue. And though those conversations could be hard, sometimes entertaining, sometimes frustrating, we don't want to minimize that very ability that we can have a conversation because we can get a lot done with a conversation, even with conversations that are uncomfortable. And you may think about a conversation that you've had with someone that it was uncomfortable, but something good came out of it. It is sometimes in dialogue that we really, I argue, dialogue, we really get change done. And I was speaking in the last podcast, of course, sometimes we're tired of talking on certain issues but people are on different levels of understanding and sometimes dialogue along with action bring them up to the next level. But I wanted to share a quick thought with you about what did you mean by that? So when you think about dialogue, it is you're talking mainly to get understanding or you could be arguing different reasons why you could be um, in dialogue with someone maybe for fun. But when you talk about getting to a solution Hopefully you are talking to get a level of understanding or you're just going to be arguing with the person. Either way, the more you understand their point, even to argue with them, is important. And I wanted to describe a situation because I have a two-year-old turning three, Riley Chambers, first daughter, for those who don't know. And 
those who know when they're two around that age they have an extensive vocabulary sharing all type of things but every now and then they kind of mumble some words and they're not as articulate articulate to share their thoughts so sometimes you have to really figure out what they're being said and of course you have those situations where um people think parents are like the child whisperer so she goes up and she's like and she says some words really good very clear but then other words she says people look at me and i said i have no idea what she said and sometimes i really feel bad about them because i would really want to understand what she said so i would ask her like again like say that again say that another time and sometimes i would just agree and smile uh, sometimes i would just laugh it depends but you obviously can kind of pick up as a father, I am desperately trying to figure out, great or small, what she is saying because she's communicating to me and I wanna be able to respond to her. So there are some elements where I am not assuming, seeking understanding, asking for clarification, digging deeper to try to figure out what she is saying. And I feel like a lot of us are like that with children, but along the way, we lose that. And as time progresses, we assume that people have a better command of the English language. So we feel like people will say what they mean exactly and we don't spend enough time trying to figure out exactly what they meant by certain comments. But if you um, have had any type of interactions in the last year or so, you know that that's actually one of the problems. We assume that anytime someone says something, that is what they meant. But you and I both know, you can say things and then after you say it, and especially sometimes when you see that the reaction is not what you wanted to um, garner from somebody. So you might have said something and based on the reaction, based on other factors of like, wait, 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 this is completely opposite. It's not to mean that people should not be held responsible for their words. And it's not to say that people may not say something really bad and based on the reaction, only because of the backlash, they change it, not because it wasn't their original intent, but they don't like the backlash. You see this on internet with celebrities all the time. But the problem is that if you don't give some leeway to say that the language that we're using is somewhat limited in understanding a person's heart and their ideas. They, we all say, you don't know what's going on in my heart. You, don't, you can't judge me. You're not sure. But we judge people all the time. It's interesting because this is why I don't say I hate online interaction. So by all means, interact with me online. But because I'm a counselor as a profession and in ministry, I know so much of communication is not just what you say, your tone, your body language, all those things I'm reading. So when you read a comment online, we don't want to admit it, but we attach a lot of things into the words they use and um, emojis. We attach certain meanings to that. And then it creates a whole new meaning that we have to ask ourselves objectively, is that what the person actually means? So when you start to talk about very hard conversations and you're talking with someone and you have to first ask yourself, are you talking, is your conversation, what is the goal? 
Because if you're just trying to put somebody in their place, then you don't need understanding. You just go put the person in their place. I'm not, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just acknowledging if that's your goal, go with your goal. But if you're trying to dialogue, to gain some other understanding, or even to educate someone, to educate someone, you have to really know where are they lacking in areas. I'm so thankful for the times that people have educated me. And they say, okay, what is, you know, when you talk to a teacher who's really educating, they want to know what's tripping you up. Like, what, what is the issue? What are you not understanding? And then they kind of gear their lesson towards that. So if there's somebody that doesn't understand certain things about history, what, what, do, they, what do you already know? Uh, or what is some of the misconceptions? And then you can go at that. So there's a lot of benefits in trying to understand what a person means. Keep digging. Uh, for some people, they understand asking questions becomes your greatest tool. Before you give a rebuttal, what do you mean by that? Well, what do you mean by that? You use that word. What do you mean by that word? Uh, there's an example I'll use uh, with late, great Ravi Zacharias, um, a great Christian apologetic. He used an example, and I'll use this example very briefly. So let's say you meet someone. Uh, let's say you meet me, and you're on the airport, and we're talking about basketball. And I say, hey, I can play basketball. And you say, are you any good at it? And I say, yeah, of course I'm good. I think I'm good. And you're like, okay. And let's say you don't know any NBA players, their skill level. And then you meet Steph Curry, and you say, Steph Curry, are you any good at basketball? And he says, yeah, I think I'm good. And you say, well, you and Matchell should play each other because you guys are both good. You're using the word good, but <laughs> for those who don't know me, I'm average at best at basketball. But when you compare that to an NBA player, I'm garbage. <laughs> when you compare that to Steph Curry, I'm nothing. But you don't always have the right word to use. So you would just say a certain word. And now some people who know me know Steph Curry. So it's obviously when you say good, it's relative to, you know, community center basketball versus NBA. But now imagine the person doesn't know anything at all. Cause you, you're assuming like this person understands good and good. There's an assumption even in that word, you see? So one word changes the whole dynamic of a conversation based on the assumptions that the person is saying, I think this is what the word means. You think this is what the word means. So I hope I didn't butcher all that, but basically it takes more time and more work to go through all of that with somebody understanding the words. But if the goal is to understand or the goal is to educate, I'm going to challenge you that you actually spend time to figure out what did the person mean. And after asking questions, you summarize and say, okay, so I could be wrong, but what I'm hearing you say is blank, blank, blank. Is that what you mean? And I think that is a lot better. Harder to do online when there's like 20 different comments going in the feed, when people are just dropping um, threads. We all been a part of those, maybe maybe not you, but I've been a part of those where it's just going, going, going out of control and you're like, ah, forget it. But, you know, DM someone. <laughs> I even care for that. I, just think, I work with young people, so when I use certain words, I just think about how they respond. But if this is appropriate with somebody, maybe message them on the side and say, this is what I meant, this is what I didn't mean, especially if it's a conversation that your goal was to gain understanding or your goal was not to create a hostile situation. There are some people, 
that they just have a certain opinion and you're not going to change your mind in a dialogue. So if you're talking with them, you're saying, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to understand where they're coming from. You know, there are some people that I speak to and I understand they're going to have an opposing view for me and I just want to get a greater understanding. But there are some people that they're on the fence and I'm trying to change your mind. So understanding the goal of the conversation is important. So that's pretty much it for me today. I'm going to be doing this more regularly now that I finally got everything sorted out. have to pick a perfect time because, you know, when you have a toddler, recording time is not whatever you want. But I'm also really thankful to the people who've been tuning in the podcast. So this is going to be uploaded to my YouTube. So feel free to subscribe. You can check out my sermons from the past. I will upload new stuff. So take care. Stay blessed. Be safe.